This is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like AM Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at AM Reviews. And follow us on Instagram at Moe's underscore TV16. And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore. Which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. Um, we're here to review the TV series, The Umbrella Academy, season two, which is on Netflix. Um, they had a pretty good season in season one. This TV series stars Ellen Page, uh, Tom Hopper, David Casta. Oh, no. I think that's what it is. Um, Emmy Raver Lampman, Robert Sheehan, Aiden Gallagher, Justin H. Min, Calm Fior, <laughs> Jordan Claire Robbins. And I mean, there's a lot of people in this, but. We, um, <laughs> we should just do a reel of you just reading every actor that exists, their names. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that that could be a blooper reel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those I think are yeah the the main actors for season two. Yeah. Um, so the Umbrella Academy is essentially about this uh, group of um, people who grew up in this house where they were raised by this man who bought them from their. Um, their uh, biological mother, but they were all born on the same day at the same time. None of them can explain how they were born all at the same time. Um, they all have a different power. And um, this man, this billionaire, he raises them and teaches them how to use their power, but he ends up dying. This is just a recap of season one. And um, they all come back home to see uh, the, the funeral and um, that's this is when one of their siblings that they thought died comes back and tells them that this apocalyptic thing is going to happen. They try to prevent it. That apocalyptic thing ends up happening. And then we're we're dropped smack dab into season two, where there's another world ending event that is happening um, where they have to save the world again. And uh, basically through time travel to change events. Uh, but there's a lot of back and forth with season two and um sorry i got a burp um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah there's a lot of back and forth between the siblings all throughout season two but um there's a lot of stuff that happens but what did you get from season two of the umbrella academy yeah season two i feel like picked up like you said right where season one left off um and it carried that tone pretty well um even though their father who adopted them um, isn't alive pretty much for any of the series. He plays an integral part in like how they live. Like their personalities are all shaped by how he raised them. Um, I kind of think of him as like an anti-Professor X. Um, he's you know malicious in intent, while seem seeming innocent. Very good at that. But he's like a driving background force in this entire series. Um, I like that we got to see more about, um, 
you know, that that secret agency that are the timekeepers, the commission. Um, we got to see their headquarters and how they kind of operate, which is pretty neat. Um, and, and one thing I think is kind of confusing is the commission is in charge of keeping the timeline and making sure the end of the world happens, essentially, when it's supposed to happen. But it keeps changing and it keeps being OK. So I'm like, this commission, I don't understand how it actually how they think they're doing the job right. Yeah, I, I guess the commission is based on who is running it, because there is a team of people who run it. And um, uh, what was her name? Um, I think she's called the Hamler or Handler, the Handler, something like that. Yeah, she she's the head of it in the first season. But then she gets demoted after, I think, dying. Uh, she comes back to life. I mean, after getting shot in the head. Right. Uh, and then she is upset with that. She's she can't stand being in the place that she is. So she hires uh, one of the Umbrella Academy children, uh, number five, who has already worked for her before to assassinate them so she can level up and get back to that position. So so she can be in charge again. So, yeah, the, there's a constant change in power, so you don't know what direction they want to take. Uh, but just to go back to what you were saying about the father, how he's kind of like not alive, but still being a driving force behind the story. I feel like that's very similar to um, the uh, the husband in How to Get Away with Murder. This guy, he died in the first episode and almost everything is revolved around him and how to get away with murder. Uh, Sam Keating, you remember that? Yeah. And he, I mean, he just seemed like, well, I'm not going to ruin anything. He, he, he but, acted through the, uh, through the uh, flashbacks, really. Yeah, but if you, well, eventually, whenever you get through the show, he's just going to come back again. <laughs> hmm. Whenever you think he's dead and gone, he shows up for... I, I don't even know. They they just find a way to put him back into the show. Um, right. So it's it's very similar with that. I think some of the best moments with uh, season two was, of course, the interaction between the siblings and how they felt really about how they grew up and how they were able to adapt to this new timeline that they were dropped into. So we, we didn't really get into the story yet, but at the beginning of season two, each sibling is dropped into the early 60s at a different point all in the same place and they all kind of get used to where they are and kind of adapt and uh, none of them know that each other are still alive so they're just moving on with their lives trying to do the best that they can and um i I think that they brought a lot of um dynamics uh comparing how today is as far as society and how uh, the 60s were yeah I think we got to see different parts of it because they all end up different different years. Um, I think it was like 60 to 63. Um, and you got to see how they treated people with mental health through Diego's story, um, the civil rights movement, um, through Allison's story, you know, the backroom shady deals, gangsters with um, number one in his story. And I and then, care the least about him. Yeah, he's not the most interesting character. Um, you know, he's just a half monkey now, so it's whatever. Um, but, yeah, he, he definitely became the least interesting. 
and then even um, Klaus and his journey through creating a cult, pretty much mm-hmm. uh, a big thing in the 60s, 70s. So it was interesting being able to see those different aspects all into the same show um, and seeing them intertwine. It was, it was pretty neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is pretty good. Um, I really have to give <clears throat> I really have to give Netflix a, a pat on the back for this. This was a really good season. I actually think it's better than the first season, maybe because there's, I don't know, more action or. I think there the, is more action. We're not so much confused on what's happening, I think. Yeah. And we don't have to, like, I guess, go back and forth with learning who they are in a way. Right. Because, there's more. There's more. I feel like they almost have more screen time altogether for some reason. Like less Hazel Cha-Cha since they're gone, not following them around. Uh, yeah. Oh, he died. Yeah, I, I know. So I mean, like, but like <laughs> they took away from the story. I feel like in some ways, they were they reminded me of those like two random bullies on Power Rangers who were like <laughs> to have the same lines for decades. Um, it's like, or like yeah. Rock Power. Um, Rocket Power know, from um, Pokemon. Yeah, or not Rocket Power. Is that their name? Yeah. Yeah, or Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Uh, yeah, Rocket Power is another TV show. Yeah, Team Rocket. Um, <laughs> they just reminded me of them. It's like, please leave. Swiper and no swiping. Please. Well, I didn't mind them. I think that they were better characters than what we got for replacements for this season. Um, that's that's probably a negative point for me because we do have these. Um, I don't know if they're Swedish or I don't know, German, something like that. They're following oh, the, the uh, yeah, the three brothers. They're following the siblings um, hired by, I guess, the the time police. But right. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but it's like they don't really matter. Time, so they are doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I really could care less about them. Um, they're not even the main villain. And um there's another thing uh, with them, like in the beginning, they're using guns, just shooting up everything. Then all of a sudden, they never use guns again. They're just trying to fight hand to hand every time they meet one of the siblings. What's up with that? I I see that point. That's some that's some uh, creative liberty on the part of the team to make it more interesting. I feel like um, <laughs> that's a good point. They did use guns when they stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they know all of their powers, or they they think they do, all of the siblings. I think so. I feel like they had like a background on them all, but they were just strongmen. Yeah. They weren't smart. They weren't really creative. They just dressed up as like a milkman, a vacuum salesman, trying to look non-conspicuous just to kill them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really important. Uh, one does have a uh, kind of important part at the end of the of the uh, uh, season, but other than that, they're, they're not really that important. Really, the main villain in season two was the same villain as season one. Uh, the the handler, the woman, she's really the master manipulator here, where she's um, she has raised somebody just like the siblings in the uh, umbrella Academy. Right. And I mean, we don't know what up until 
the end of the uh, season, but this girl has powers. Um, she's kind of like tagging along. At, well, we get to know more about her as the season progresses, but the handler, she ordered that her um, family get killed, and number five is the one who does it, um, but he doesn't know that she is connected to that, and we found out that she has powers. She was born on the same day as the rest of the siblings, but the handler was the one who raised her, taught her everything she knows, and um, put her on the force with her as, uh, I guess, one of the time police people. And I was kind of confused by her powers, but I'm guessing she just mirrors everything. That's what it looked like. She just had mimicking abilities um, and could turn around. One of the things I thought was pretty interesting is... Um, well, for one, did you see that switch coming in her character? She was just hanging out in the insane asylum with Diego, and all of a sudden, now it's part of all this plan. No, I did not. Um, I thought she was similar to um, Legion. You remember that show? Yeah. I thought she was just kind of like somebody who was just tagging along, kind of just being that annoying character and right. kind of being the uh, agitator. But I didn't see this. No, I didn't. I think I liked her more whenever she was just pretending to be crazy. Um, but that was a good switch. One of the things I found interesting is Allison's power is how she can rumor anything. She can rumor someone to do anything that she wants. The way they display her power, I think, is pretty cool. Like They warp her voice so you can see the sound waves. And whenever she did that at, at the end and it was mimicked back to her, um, that was a pretty, I, that was like a pretty cool moment. I don't know why, but just yeah. little details like that was really nice. Oh yeah, it definitely was. She was like, I heard a rumor, and then the, uh, what was her name? Uh, in the show, it's, it's Lila Pitts is a character. Looks like Rita Arya is her name in real life. Okay, yeah. Or Lila. Yeah, so um, Allison, she first says, I heard a rumor, and then Rita says that you stopped breathing. And right. then at that point, I thought that she was going to die. Like um, that was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I realized that her powers do wear off at some point whenever um, she tells somebody to do something. There's not really a timetable. It kind of just happens. Right. Whatever the whatever is good for the plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's almost like that person, whenever they hear that rumor, they have to complete that task before they return back to normal. But in this case, I guess there was just a time limit or something. But yeah, that ending was pretty nice. I did not expect it. They had a lot of twists and turns. I thoroughly enjoyed this season. But we really haven't got too much into the story. I mean, we're kind of all over the place. Yeah, I know. We're kind of describing it without... Well, we're not spoiling it. Um, But honestly, I mean, it's it's like, what, 13 hours of, of film? Like, More like it, ten. It's ten episodes. Ten. Yeah. Okay. So well, they're forties. Yeah, it's a little less than ten hours. So, um, there's a lot that happens in this. I guess what would I mean? What would be the biggest spoiler for you? The biggest spoiler. Um. Well, of course, you know the world is ending again. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all in the trailer. Um. Hmm. Trying to think. I, I guess that ending part. I mean, finding out the ending fight scene. Okay. Yeah, the ending fight scene. But you still have to know some of that other stuff leading up to that for it to really make sense. Right. Um, I think. I'm not sure. I mean, because a lot happens. 
I mean, I think for me, my favorite part was a collection of things dealing with the father, particularly the end. So read the comics. Yeah, if you read the comics, you know this, but he's an alien. And the whole spoiler, huge spoiler there. Um, But the whole storyline is basically that they're in the 60s. Like, why? Father must be involved somehow. And they link him to the JFK assassination. Um, so in real life, when JFK was assassinated, um, they believe the shots came from the grassy knoll in Texas where the parade was happening. And there was a man there in a black trench coat and a black umbrella, and it was a hot, sunny day. It's like, why would you do that in the middle of Texas? Well, in real life, this guy said he was protesting, I think, some of JFK's um, policies and the black umbrella was a way of protesting that because um, he was causing the Congress because he was so suspicious, but he was let go. Um, and this, they're saying there's essentially the an Illuminati type group that the father was a part of, um, and he didn't want Kennedy assassinated apparently. Um, and the group decided against him and decided to do it. And at the very very end of the series, he says, "You know what?" Pretty much, I've had enough of your crap. You know, you think I'm just this science guy? Well, it's time to show you who I really am. Takes off his head. And that, I mean, we didn't see the front of him, but the back of his head, that was a really cool looking design of an alien. Yeah. Little tubes breathing and whatnot. Now, the geometry doesn't make no sense for that head to fit the way it did over it, but it was pretty neat. Yeah, that was a huge surprise. Um uh, yeah, if you're not familiar with the comics, you definitely wouldn't have seen that coming. And I'm still not going to read the comics because I'm just going to uh, just continue to be surprised because I, I, I really like the series. Yeah. And I, I don't want to ruin anything for myself. So I'm really looking forward to season three whenever that does happen. But I did not see that coming. He just rips off this mask <laughs> off of his head. And then we see this alien, the, really the back of his head. And then he's just killing everybody in that room. So just to rewind a little bit, so they're trying to stop this, or really number five, he's the one who's the catalyst for this is to stop the uh, the world ending because there's this slippery slope of things happening. So in, in this present, whenever the world ends, Kennedy, he survives, but they think it's somebody from Russia who tried to attack the U.S., And at this time, you know, a lot of people were afraid of communism and Russian spies being within the United States. So they they take that as a threat. And um, also the Soviets were kind of working with Cuba at the time. And then there was the Cuban Missile Crisis. So Mm -hmm. that just sets everything off. And um, there's this nuclear war which blows up everything and ends the world right there. But they're trying to prevent that. And we finally figure out that Vanya, again, she is the ticking time bomb who makes this happen to the point where we have the end of the world. Um, so really, there's a lot of the same plot elements from season one, mm-hmm. um, just a different story around it. Yeah, it's, you know, Vanya's ending the world again. And her powers don't really have a description other than she makes stuff go boom. Um, there's no real explanation of what she does. To me, she it sounds like she almost suffers from the same thing Jean Grey does um, and not being able to control her powers. They're tied to her emotions. The biggest difference is 
in X-Men, Jean Grey uses her powers, pretty much ends the world, and that's it. And then the series reboots itself somehow, both in the comics and the movies, um, or it's like an alternate universe type deal. But here, that's a catalyst for the story. And whenever it happens, they go back in time, go future, to, go to the future, try to prevent it all from happening, while knowing she's a ticking time bomb. And you're, and it, you know, you get the whole paradox. If you knew Hitler was going to, you know, be a terrible person, would you go back and kill him as a baby? Um, and that's essentially what Diego said and wanted to do when it came to stopping the assassination. But who knows what ripple effects that will cause for the future? True. And he was thinking that he was going to do that because he thought that their father was the one who assassinated Kennedy. But he ended up having a a double there and um, Kennedy still ends up dying. That's what leads to the next scene where he rips all those dudes apart uh, with his alien face. But I actually did like Diego more this season than I did last season, maybe because we got to know him a little bit better. Um, I thought it was annoying. (laughs) <laughs> Why is that? Well, he was, I mean, he, like, how many times does someone have to explain to you that you can't change the timeline like that? Like, literally everything you ever know and love will be changed if J- if JFK doesn't die, right? Literally everything changes, right? So why would you still want to do that and think you can go back to the original timeline and be the same? It's not how that works. And then they kind of harp on him wanting to get the approval of his father and always failing to do so. And it's like, I get it. He's a screw up. Let's move on. (laughs) I don't know how many times we can say this in different ways. Well, (laughs) well, I liked his character because I guess he was kind of a central point for the season. He was uh, in love with one of the bad people that we didn't know was bad until, you know, maybe towards the end. And uh, they started developing a, re- a relationship and, I, you know, kind of fell for him a little bit. I know he was kind of idiotic trying to change the past um, by saving Kennedy. He didn't really think that through, but See, he did want the best for his family. He did want the best. But I feel like number one and uh, and Diego, number two, both of them, I feel like in this film, were being Thor in Avengers Endgame. And it was actually a conversation I was reading somewhere that um, in the comics, number one gained a lot of weight at this point in the comics because he feels like such a failure. Um, But they decided not to put him in a fat suit because Thor in an Endgame is going through a similar identity crisis and was put in a fat suit. So they didn't do that. Um, But they did allude to him eating a lot more in the scenes whenever he ate. Um, so there's that side of the Thor aspect. And then Diego, I feel like he's the Thor from Infinity War that didn't chop off Thanos' head, just cut him in the chest. It's like that wasn't smart. You're not <laughs> thinking clearly. Well, I mean, for Thor, I'm, I'm going to give an excuse here. He wasn't so close to him. He was just trying to throw the hammer as fast as possible. This is this is true. I'll give Thor the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, but but Diego has no excuses. No, no, he, he has no excuse. Um, he he did not listen to reason. Um, number five is the voice of reason. And I just wonder, I've, I've seen this kid in interviews 
um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Oh, Aiden Gallagher. Yep. It that seems like the true him, like walking all hunched over. Um, <laughs> like he, he seems like an old man, and I mean he plays his character so well. He's I the mean, best. <clears throat> I think he's one of the better actors in this thing. Yeah, he, he plays this character so well. You forget that he's actually like 16, 17, yeah. playing an older man. Yeah, because he's traveled through time. He's actually like 50 something, but he's trapped in this 16 year old body. Well, I think in the show they portray him as like 14 because they joke about him going back through puberty again. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, and his scenes with his older self in this one. I thought we're, I mean, spot on. I love that. Oh, yeah. Really good. Really good character moments. Um, And number one, Luther, uh, the the monkey, half monkey guy. I mean, (laughs) he's probably the least interesting one. Um, He's so boring. (laughs) I mean, he does have this little weird thing with somebody who's supposed to be his sister. um, Allison, I heard a rumor girl. Even though they're not biologically siblings, they were raised as siblings, and right. you still want a relationship. I, that's very weird. That's yes. that's incest. <laughs> that's that um, <laughs> oh, it's love. <laughs> yeah, um, and he goes through this um, character arc where he's trying to uh, accept that she's moved on um, because she she has gotten married. Um, she's a part of the civil rights movement uh, with uh, I'm I'm not sure if this is a real guy Um, I forgot his name I don't think so yeah but uh, she's a part of the civil rights moment um, movement she participates in a sit-in gets harassed by police and she hasn't used her powers in like over a year Um, so her husband knows nothing about this but she gets backed into a corner where she has to use it to save his life. And I just thought that this was just stupid. Why would you be mad at her? Because she saved your life. Your life. Yeah. And you're going to run away like she's some type of alien? Man, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, the relationship dynamics in this, I think they help make the show. They make these characters stand out from your traditional Justice League, you know, Marvel, Avengers. Um, they could be the same. Oh, well, the boys are a little different with their their superhero stuff. But um, the relationships definitely make this. But the scenes where they display their powers and fight are still good. So it's like you can like it for both reasons, which is kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. this kind of thing yeah i mean um when you compare this to the boys i think that this season definitely puts it on par with the boys as far as kind of switching up the genre a little bit um it yeah. is a little bit more rated r and that's what the boys is but that one's probably more gory but i think this will be just as good or maybe even better than the boys i mean i might be speaking too soon okay uh, com- coming up on their season two but I mean, this was an absolute banger right here for um, <laughs> for uh, 
for uh, the Umbrella Academy season two. I, I definitely enjoyed this every moment. I mean, I definitely wanted more by the end of the series. Um, I'm mad that I'm going to wait at least another year for this to come out. I mean, probably yeah. even longer. We got this pandemic going on. Yeah, they I don't can't know when they're going to be shooting. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was very good. I'm also kind of confused on what's the. Uh, what do you call it? Like for number five, how mm-hmm. much can he really do as far as like teleporting? I feel like he should be able to do more than what he does. Well, it sounds like he can do more. He's just unskilled. And the only way to practice is to mess up, and potentially cause an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, he knows how to time travel um, because he finally figured out the right formula. Um, he tells his past self who's supposed to be jumping into the the past or no, the future to uh, basically from season one. He tells him the right formula to go back to uh, being an, an older man while talking to the future siblings. But I I feel like he should be on the level of um, uh, what's his name? Nightcrawler as far as like beating up people, at least. That's oh, what I he was in that. season one. Well, he's, he can still do that. I mean, he, he only had his one scene in this one where he, he destroyed the board of the commission. That was his that was his moment. Yeah, but those I, I mean, I guess they're regular people, but <laughs> against any superpowered person, he's not really that good. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, even against himself, because. <laughs> the, the 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 younger number five and the older number five they meet and they are mad at each other they want to kill each other because they feel like um they need to uh, get the briefcase to um set everything right at this moment but they're kind of just disappearing in and out of space I'm not sure if they have like another dimension that they go to because I think that's with Nightcrawler whenever right. um he's teleporting from this place and that place. Like, what are the limits of his powers? Because it, it seems like it varies a lot. I, they do. They definitely do. I don't know if it's a teleportation through dimension type thing. I don't think he knows. So I don't know if it's ever fully fleshed out. It may just be left up to the imagination. And he just kind of struggles with it for a while. But what's different is Nightcrawler. Well, I guess we know. So he doesn't. He teleports. But he's not really just moving from place to place. He's moving across time. So a second goes by, and instead of walking over somewhere, he could teleport via the second. So he, his vehicle of motion is time. Whereas Nightcrawler, he's just entering a different dimension and moving through that dimension, coming back to ours in a different location. Yes. And it seems so like... Think, Go ahead. Yeah. I think the time piece makes it a little more difficult. Okay. Well, it just seems like Nightcrawler is much more lethal. Like he's more effective against somebody who else, somebody else who has powers. He um, also has more training. I mean, Nightcrawler trained as a circus, um, you know, acrobatus. Um, and number five, I mean, he stopped training at 14 or whatever and then got shot into the future. Well, I mean, he has had, you know, what, like 50 years of I guess he's still having these powers. Yeah. <laughs> like This is true. He should be like a Yoda of his powers by now. Yeah. 
Um, so I just thought that he should be more developed by now. Well, as far as taking on people, other people with superpowers. Um, I see. But then, I mean, you to get into the fighting thing, I feel like Vanya, number seven, and her, like, Jean Grey powers, she just all of a sudden learned how to harness those at, at, during this series without it really being explained why she can do it well now. Um, and she can hold her own pretty well. And Diego is a skilled fighter. Um, Luther is very strong. My concern has always been Vanessa, uh, Allison because I, she, I don't think she can fight at all. Like I saw a joke in the comments when the trailer came out, you know, the opening scene where she said, I heard a rumor your mind was blown or I blow you, I blew your mind. And those three soldiers' head explode, right? The mm-hmm. comments are like, imagine three soldiers whose ears are probably ringing. There's bombs and explosions going off. Are they going to hear you say at like regular volume level, I heard a rumor? So maybe her power is just, it's just amplified without her trying. But it's like Vanya was able to stop her at the end of the season by just knocking her throat out. So... I think she might be the one of the weakest when it comes to fighting, even less than uh, number five. Well, I don't think number five is like weak, but um, like he, he has tactical training. He's worked with the time police. Right. Um, but with Allison, I guess it varies. Does she have to yell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, and sometimes she has to get really close for them to hear it. Or maybe as far as targeting that person, maybe that's why. You have to get closer. Yeah. Because I guess if anybody hears it, then they'll be affected. So I'm not sure about that. What's the other guy? Um, Klaus. I actually kind of enjoy his character, even though he's like the the dumb one. He's pretty interesting. He was um, basically tortured as a child. Um, His father put him in a room full of ghosts and made him try to uh, adapt to that. And um, he drinks... That's how he uh, copes with all of this. But he's a, a free spirit. He just does whatever he wants. But he's a, a cool guy. And I thought that they kind of blew over the whole relationship with the dead brother. Mm-hmm. How he was mad at him at first. And then he just helped him out of nowhere. Ben, he didn't want to help Klaus at all at first. And then right. just out of nowhere, he's just like, okay, well, I'll just help you. Like, what, what happened with that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the end of the world with Vanya was a bonding experience. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that was, like, way after. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's entertaining. Also, with the time police people, can anybody just join the force if you get exposed to it? I, I'm not sure how that works. None of them like superpowers. The I think they're like the men in black. Like, they're just shoulder-tapped. Yeah, nobody seems like they're super powered or that that's not a requirement. Any of them can be killed, as we can see. <laughs> and the fishbowl guy, um, I thought we would get more with that. I wanted say? more. I wanted more of that. Yeah, I thought that he was so going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looked very nice. I mean, the um, effects that they had, um, very nice. You got this fish bowl on top of a human body smoking a blunt. 
Oh. Right. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's going through the little air bubbles, like like the treasure chest on the bottom of a fish tank, and he just bloop, bloop, bloop. Like, that's how he smokes it. Yeah, that, that was fun. That was nice to see, but we didn't get much of that. He pretty that's much fun. gets dismantled by number five, because that's what <laughs> the handler wants. And um, he's still alive. He gets put in a fishbowl where he can't talk or anything or speak English. And, you know, there, there's some other things that happen with him, but not much. Why is he now the uh, head of the time police? I, I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> they didn't really explain. No. The handler just, wanted... just was demoted in the commission and then he just took over. Yeah. Well, I guess because she died. Well, that, she was, it, that's really what they thought. In a coma. They thought she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted more of that fishbowl guy. It's not like he did anything special. It was just a, a good effect. But yeah, this was a pretty good season. Um, any other thoughts? No, I mean, I I watched it all in one night. Um, <laughs> wow. I did. I did. I I watched it from about seven to like three a.m. Something like that. Talk about somebody with time. I you know I'm not gonna have a lot of that going forward. So <laughs> I took full advantage of it okay um well it took me a few days um i'm glad the season wasn't too long um netflix whenever they originally started with these netflix originals they had 13 episodes and that was a requirement but at this point i think they've kind of found the right formula when it comes to uh whichever show um so it didn't take me too long but i thoroughly enjoyed it i don't think there was too many uh down moments where it was feeling like it was really slow. Everything was just full throttle. You were always on the edge of your seat, just waiting for the next thing to happen. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the uh, last episode, they were able to get back to uh, 2019. But now it seems like their father raised a different seven. And they, they never really existed. At least that's what it seems like. Yeah, the Sparrow Academy. Uh, we don't know much about them, but they seem to be their replacements. Yeah, and um, their brother who died, Ben, he seems like the leader of this group. Right, very alive and well. Um, and it's it's weird. I don't know if it's like one of those situations where the father started over or does the father know what happened? Like, I want to know that kind of stuff. Like how, do, how do they fit into this timeline now? Yeah. Because they're kind of like, um, people stuck out of time. Right. Um, kind of like Captain America, you know, yeah. they're used to they, where their timeline was, but now they're stuck in a time where nothing is familiar. And I, I guess the father, he kind of learned from his encounter with them in the sixties Mm-hmm. And kind of, I don't know, uh, learn from that and just look to the future to try to build another team since maybe. they didn't, I mean, they didn't exist. Notes. He took notes on all their abilities. So maybe he memorized which children they were and just got different ones. <laughs> now, we don't actually see the ones in the background. They could be the same people. This is true. But he actually knew that they were still going to come. So I don't know. <laughs> He was expecting them for them to come. Right. He still knows who they are, he, that he was their father. Um, so I don't know. I 
I feel more and I feel more anticipation for this season than I, for the third season than I did the second season. Yes, yes, I, I definitely agree, and I think that has to do more with how they did season two. So many things happened; it was so interesting. You just want more from it. Yeah. But anything else before we rate it? No, that that's it for me. So I'm good to rate. All right, so. Um, the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate season two of the Umbrella Academy? I'm going to rate as a, a mid-level banger. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's It deserves it. <laughs> I'm going to rate the same thing. I, I mean, I, I was on the edge of my seat for right? every episode. Um, I kept wanting more and more and more. And by the end of the series, I mean, I felt like I just couldn't get enough of it. Like I said, it this definitely rivals the boys for anticipation for the next season because um, the boys took everybody by surprise and was uh, a hit. And mm-hmm. everybody's waiting for that one to come out. But um, second season of Umbrella Academy is an absolute banger, mid-level banger. Netflix hit it out the park with this. I mean, we trash Netflix a lot, but they definitely put a lot of money in this one. Yeah, they definitely did very well with this one. I think, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. No, me neither. I mean, I did like season one. It gave me a lot of X-Men vibes, but it wasn't to the point where I felt like this is something that I want to watch or or rewatch again. And I would gladly go back and watch this whole season, you know, if I had time. But oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> this was uh, very good. Yeah, um, just little details we would still pick up. Like there's a, there's running themes of sparrows all throughout the, the season. Um, tons of little things that that we could definitely dig back into if we wanted to. Oh yeah, uh, there's so much that you can get into. Um, trying to see if there's anything else. No, I mean. I think that's pretty much it. Any other final thoughts? No, the Umbrella Academy. I mean, Marvel isn't only one who can do this right, and this is this is on par with them. Um, I will say, I feel like this is what the X Men franchise wishes they could put together. They could start over and do all the movies, the same movies, but do them all differently. They'd be laid out like this, and Future Days Past would make sense. The Last Stand would make sense. Apocalypse would make sense. But unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> but they are still good for what they are. Uh, most of them. Most. <laughs> Even X-Men Origins Wolverine, right? Oh, oh gosh. I don't know. I don't I don't accept that. I don't accept that. <laughs> no. Most people don't. I mean, it's a fun little movie. Um if you just go back and watch it, you know, there's a lot of stuff to pick at. But um, I think it's entertaining. The thing about that movie was a short Easter egg of, um, of uh, oh, what's her name? She has the diamond skinned. Um, oh. uh, she was somebody's sister. Um, right. Emma Frost. Oh, she ended up showing up in, um, uh, what's it called? The next one. She the was, first class. Yeah, she was. She was. But I feel like her little her little shout out in Origins was the most creative and decent thing. And that was like a very tiny detail. And that's immediately followed up by the the balloon version of Professor X. Uh, so I, 
I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Umbrella Academy, I mean, absolute banger. Definitely go back and, and, and watch this on Netflix. This this deserves your attention. I would definitely go back and watch this. Highly recommend this. You don't even have to watch season one, I don't think. Just watch the recap. I don't think, think so. And then, then go straight to season two. Yeah, That's all that it really takes. That did a, did a good enough job for me. Yeah, it, it definitely did. But yeah. But that does it for us at a Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you like our content, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube podcast and uh, Instagram and Twitter, which will be linked in the description. Thanks for listening.